only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the gorgeous, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) I am so excited to have you, yes you, not just Eric, but you here for episode 95. We are getting so close to 100. Are we done at 100? Yeah, I think we're going to stop. No, we need to think of something so good to do for 100. If you guys have any suggestions, send them in. We are here for episode 95, the thing that might be blocking you most of all. Ooh, drama intrigue. That's my goal with these titles. Yeah. I think I really achieved it. Yeah, you did. Here's what I want to say before we dive in. Hi, thank you. We are so glad you're here. Did you know that this podcast is on track to have its best month ever? It's continuously growing. Why is this podcast growing? Because I'm so fun. No, it's because people are sharing and talking about it, yeah? Yeah, totally. You think that you telling your sister or your mom or your neighbor about an episode is no big deal? It's why it continues to grow every single week and month. You guys leaving reviews. We had so many reviews last week about the a pep talk for if you're feeling lazy. And I just read them all and was just casually sobbing before we started recording, just casually. I just really want to say thank you for sharing. Sharing is caring. Thank you for listening. I'm really glad you're here. But more than just thanks for all of that, I really hope that you feel like you're part of this community. How can we feel like we're part of this community when you share, when you engage, when you talk to other people about what you learn? I believe that that is creating that in-person connection. And that's something that I'm really, really focusing on right now. I'm going to do a getting boogie with it. Na, 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 na. It's been a minute, huh? Yeah. Did you miss it? Yes. So I've been reading Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness. It's been out for a few years. And to be perfectly honest, I started this book several years ago and I was like, meh. Now, you all, I think, know if you don't, here you go. I worship queen goddess Brene Brown. I adore Brene Brown. But it just wasn't really resonating with me. I don't think it was a message I necessarily needed at the time. Braving the Wilderness is all about connection and community and it has just been blowing me away. How do you brave the wilderness? How do you put yourself out there? How do you have that sense of belonging? I want to really, really recommend that to you. It has greatly impacted what I want to talk about in this episode, but it's also impacting how I want to show up for you, what I want to do with this community, what I want to do with this awesome empire. I have some some in-person-y type things that I am working on that I'm very excited because that's truly my goal is that we feel a greater sense of connection and belonging. And I'm just really glad that you are here. So I'm going to recommend Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown for our getting bookie with it. We're going to talk a little bit more about it as we go into the thing that might be blocking you most of all. Are you excited? Well, I know what you're going to say. I. <laughs> so today I want to talk about receiving. Oh, it's so sexy and glamorous. Receive this. Receive this. 
The power of receiving. Why is receiving important? Are you receiving in your life? Why would I even want to talk about this? And then once I've really created that tension and that drama for you about why receiving is so important, I'm going to relieve the pressure (laughs) by talking to you about how you can become a better receiver. So this is a quote from Brene Brown. It is from The Gifts of Imperfection, which is also um, an awesome book, one of her earlier books. I know I've brought up this concept before, and I just want it to like blow your brain a little bit. Are you ready? Yeah. Thank you for being ready. (laughs) Until we can receive with an open heart, we're never really giving with an open heart. When we attach judgment to receiving help, we knowingly or unknowingly attach judgment to giving help. I'm going to say that one more time. Until we can receive with an open heart, we're never really giving with an open heart. I love how she talks about we're unknowingly or knowingly attaching that judgment. So let's put this into application. And first, what I want you to do is I want you to take a deep breath in and out. And I want you to think of an area of your life where you would like to receive more. Is it more money? Is it more time? Is it more affection? Is it more love? Is it more energy? Is it more blessings? Is it more hope? Is it more enthusiasm? You're like, yes, please, all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Gimme, gimme, gimme. Take another deep breath in and out. Let's just try this on for size. Let's imagine, and I believe this to be true, but maybe you just want it to be true, that we have everything we need. What if we could be open to receiving it more fully? So think of that area in your life where you want to receive more of something. And then I I love this visual I've been getting of wax. And you know when you put wax over anything, how it seals it and water can't get in, and it becomes almost like this little impervious shield. Think of those little uh, baby bell cheeses with the red wax that you like to mush on. Yeah. I was also thinking of the fly last night. Oh my gosh. This fly fell in in my hot candle wax and I felt so (laughs) violent. I really felt bad and it felt so torturous. I don't want to tell people about that. (laughs) That was like not a proud moment. But anyway, yeah, think of that. It was terrible. And there was, again, I didn't want the fly, but I didn't want it to like suffer, you know? Anyway... You think of even dipping your finger in that hot candle wax, how it really creates that seal. When we create that seal around ourselves, we're unable to fully receive. Now, there's lots of different definitions of the word receive, but what I want to focus on today is the definition that is to act as a receptacle or container for. So think of yourself as this receptacle or container, and what do you want more of? Do you want more money? Do you want more love? Do you want more connection? Do you want more power? I'm not labeling any of these things as bad or good. Like, you want more of it? Let's get you more of it, okay? What would you like to receive more of? The thing that happens, whether it's from people letting us down, whether it's from losing hope, whether it's from uh, believing that results mean something about us, we start to close ourselves up. We start to close ourselves off. I think, and I've noticed this about myself, we can get to a place where we aren't truly receiving what there is to receive. 
What do you think about this, Eric? I think it's a very fascinating topic, and it's so much deeper than the surface level of the words, you know, describing it. Yeah. Because we hear these words all the time, and we might have just a in-the-box definition of what it means. But the other day, I had a neighbor who his son, like, uh, got stranded up the canyon. And mm-hmm. so he he uh, called me. He's, hey, can we... Can uh, you? Would you be willing to drive me and him up, or you know, let's go, let's go rescue this vehicle? And it was two hours away. It was two hours away. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, this sounds great. I love a mountain adventure. Let's go do it. So, but but to be fair, I mean, two hours driving there and then two hours back—that's your whole day. Yeah, it was a lot. That's yeah. a big thing. And he offered to fill my gas tank, and I'm like, I don't know. It was really hard to receive it. Mm. And now that I'm analyzing, I realize what what's so hard about receiving sometimes is. If we have the mindset that if we have to open up to receive something, it means that we're lacking something or, mm. or we can't control the situation. And that's why it's so hard. That's why it was difficult. As it, sometimes it implies that you're lacking. It can imply that you're lacking, right? But I think what you really hit on that is so interesting to me is that in order to receive, we have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because that vulnerability is saying, I'm open to accepting this. And for you, that was that vulnerability is a perceived sense of lack. For somebody else, that vulnerability might be a perceived sense of being cheap or stingy. That vulnerability might be a perceived sense of they're going to think the only reason I'm doing this is because I'm getting something out of it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we yeah. all carry these different stories to the table, but I think the common denominator is the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Why does this matter? I, I just want to dive a little bit deeper. Why does this matter? Why should we be more open to receiving? Why is this something we would actually want to cultivate in our life? There is a loneliness. They're calling it a loneliness epidemic. It's also another reason why I really love Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness book. Gives lots of powerful ideas and incentive for being more open and connecting in your life. There is a study that says the nation's 75 million millennials, so that's ages 23 to 27, and Generation Z adults, 18 to 22, are lonelier than any other U.S. demographic and report being in worse health than older generations. You're, you're thinking, oh, older people and as people age, they become lonely. But this just really hit me because the 75 million millennials and Generation Z adults are reporting that they are lonelier than any other U.S. demographic. It, suicide is on the rise in almost every age group. We can go ahead and try to blame whatever we want. Social media, the political system dividing us. There's lots of different causes. But what I want to focus on today is one of the solutions. Really, truly, one of the solutions to more connection, to more receiving, to less feeling lonely. And I really believe it is setting our egos aside, setting whatever those stories, like Eric talked about, aside, and looking into how we can receive better. Because I believe that receiving is truly about connection. That's what it's really about. It's not about you being weak. It's not about you needing help. It's about connection. So just take a minute and think, how am I at receiving? Is that something that I'm good at? Is it receiving compliments? Is it receiving gifts? Is it receiving help? Is it receiving praise? Is it receiving affection? And I just want to really validate you. There might be a lot of circumstances and things that have happened in your life that make you not trust easily. I, for one second, do not want to like sit here and say, you just need to, you know, trust everyone more. But what if the people who are 
proving trustworthy to you, who are offering connection to you, what if we could find some ways to just open up a little bit more and receive more from them? So I loved this idea of love is not earned, love is received. And then I started thinking, wait, success can be earned, but you can earn it and not receive it. Money can be earned And I think so often we think we have to earn help. We have to earn all of these things. But really, what good is any of the earning if we're not also receiving? So now let's put this into application. I want you to think of somebody who is fun to give gifts to. I want you to think of somebody who is easy to help. Think of a friend, and I bet everybody will have somebody who comes to mind, who you either... It might even be one of your kids. It might be a sibling. It might be a parent. They are so fun to give stuff to or you find yourselves helping them. I have a friend who I find myself helping her and it's not because she asks for help more than other people. It's because she is so willing to receive it. I make cookies for her kids. I help her with her businesses. And I just am die. Like I, if I sit back and I think, it's not like I'm better friends with her than my other friends. She's just so open to receiving. And then you think of somebody who is so fun to give gifts to. Can you think of anyone who's fun to give gifts to, Eric? You're pretty fun. I am pretty fun. Actually, I will say at my bridal showers and my baby showers, people would say, you're so fun to give gifts to. And I think it's because I have big reactions. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have too many stories attached to receiving gifts. Am I fun to give help to sometimes? I don't know. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I was baiting you. I, I, start, I start barking at you. Think of somebody in your life who can kind of be a little bit of an inspiration for you. Think about how you feel when you give to that person, how amazing it makes you feel, how appreciated and valued. What is it that they do that makes them such an awesome receiver? What do you think would make an awesome receiver, Eric? I think one attribute of a good receiver is someone who doesn't make the gift mean more than what the gift is Mm. itself. You know, someone that sees the exchange as love and energy. And so, for example, the gas. Exactly. It didn't mean you were lacking anything. It doesn't mean I can't afford gas. (laughs) Yeah. It just meant they really appreciated you spending that time and they would like to buy you a tank of gas. Exactly. It just means what it means. When I'm thinking about good receivers, it doesn't matter how big or small the gift is. That's not what actually is important. It's just an exchange of love and energy. I love that. I love that. And I think approaching receiving as this idea of being a container or vessel and you being open to receive that exchange of love and energy Think how much less drained and run down you're going to feel if you are open to receiving that love and energy. Yeah, I actually visualize it. I mean, you can visualize like a web of of people and there's energy or light flowing through them, you know, connected in a web. And then you can see, you can visualize someone who's has a hard time with this and it's blocked. You know, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's like, you know, nothing's getting past that person. It's not spreading beyond them because it's blocked. I love that. Now I want to move in to some ideas of how we can receive better. Well, I think one more point that we should say is when you are receiving, you are allowing someone to give, which is such a gift when people can give. Yes. I mean, there's yeah. nothing greater than when someone can give something. I mean, it's just, it it makes everything better when someone can give. I mean, it makes people feel better. It fixes relationships. It fixes problems. And so it really is such a gift 
to receive. And I just want to say I've been really conscious of this in the last couple weeks. It's been an incredible shift to my attitude. It's been an incredible shift to my energy. I've been more focused on connection, receiving love and energy from conversations. Another thing that I've been focusing on for being a better receiver that has really, really shifted and been powerful like for love in my life is when I speak or I do a workshop, afterwards people will come up and say thank you. Or even sometimes I'm at the at Target and somebody will come up and say thank you for a podcast. I had to get to a place where I'm not letting compliments mean anything about me. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they don't mean I'm a good person. They don't mean I'm better. They don't mean I'm doing such a good job because then if I don't get compliments, it means I'm doing a bad job. Or if you get negative comments. Or if I get negative yeah. comments, it's the it same, means... It's the same coin. Right? Both sides. So that... So I I kind of had to, I I did I sealed myself up I did I sealed myself up for a, a while like I put that wax ceiling on myself that wasn't necessarily the solution that was an overcorrection and that's fine that's what I needed to do to remove myself from the result of the compliment but now what I do and I think I I love that you gave me language for this afterwards if somebody comes up to me and is genuinely telling me how something I shared or something I gave has helped them, I like physically open myself up to receive it. I try to look at them in the eye and I make eye contact and you guys can attest to this. Sometimes I'll grab you by the shoulders and I get really intense. I say, I hear you. I am accepting this. Thank you so much. And I've just really had to consciously work on receiving the compliment. And what it is that I am receiving is that love and energy, not the meaning, not the value that it can have for me about myself. It's the true connection that comes from one person opening up and me opening myself up so that we can connect and feel less alone in this world. Mm-hmm. It really is amazing. And now rather than focusing on the quantity of compliments or the quantity of praise, I open myself up and the quality of the connection is there. It really has been such a huge blessing in my life. So I want to share that. And now let's move into how we can receive better. I was talking to Julie, who works with me about this, and she had this amazing example. She said, I feel like I used to worry about performing gratitude rather than being grateful. And I loved that idea of what would performing gratitude look like? It would be like saying thank you big enough, having an elaborate thank you card, being really excited. That that those okay. Returning be, a gift bigger than the one they gave you. Yes. That is a performance of gratitude. And that is very different than different than receiving and being grateful. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. What does performing gratitude make it about? You. It makes it about you. It makes it about you. And that is the second tip. So the first tip is rather than performing gratitude, just check yourself and say, am I worried about how people are going to perceive me as grateful or ungrateful? And I think I can, I think all of us, I can do this where I'm like, oh, they left this comment or they did this thing. I better go perform a certain amount of gratitude or I'm not going to be perceived as grateful rather than 
if I'm just really grateful in my heart and I can't get back to every single comment or every single thing, does that mean I'm not grateful? Not at all. No, it doesn't. Oh man, dang it. I just have to hold myself accountable there. Okay. So the first, (laughs) (laughs) crap, I hate this. So the first, so that first idea is just check yourself. Are you truly being grateful or are you holding yourself to some standard of gratitude? And the second way to be a better receiver is to remember the gift has absolutely nothing to do with you right? It doesn't mean anything. All it means is that somebody is open to having an exchange of energy and love with you. So I think sometimes we can we can be offended by a gift. Do they think I don't have any money? Do they think I can't do this myself? We can be offended by an offer of help. Just remember, people are generally, they're coming from their own experience. They're coming from their own story. So they're perceiving your experience through their eyes and they're offering what they think you might need through their own experience. Is that too abstract or are you no, getting that? I get it. Right? So if somebody is has maybe really struggled to have enough money in the past and they think, oh, so-and-so could use you know me picking up a tank of gas, they might be taking their perception of, I remember what it's like to struggle for a tank of gas. They're bringing that to you regardless of whether or not you have ever struggled to pay for a tank of gas. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like him offering to pay for gas is really says more about him than it does about you. Yeah. So the gift really, truly has nothing to do with you. The third thing to really focus on, and I think this is where a lot of us get blocked, is we're not worthy. We haven't earned it. We don't qualify for it. And I just think it's really worth saying you're worthy of receiving help. You're, re- you're worthy of receiving love. You're worthy of receiving gratitude and praise. Again, go back to what Eric was saying of even if you really can't get to a place where you don't think you're worthy of it, you don't think you deserve it or you've earned it or whatever it is, okay, make it not about you. That's still making it about you if you think you're not worthy or you're not deserving. Yeah, just don't stop the don't stop the flow of love and energy. Yeah, like you're putting up a block. And so by thinking you're unworthy, I mean, I don't want to be a jerk, but you're kind of being selfish. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you don't you don't need to let it block up and stay with you and and be real personal. You can you can move it along and pay it forward. I mean, just just be a conduit to it. It doesn't have to stay with you and be about you. And I think that it's not a game of hot potato, right? It's not like grab it and pass it as fast as you can. I think like be open to it, let it pass through you, feel it, receive it, and then, and then you know, move it forward. Yeah. But I think a lot of us do that where it's like, okay, cool, you did this for me. Okay, now I'm going to throw it back to you. Like it's a game of hot potato, mm-hmm. right? Like you're giving me a compliment and then rather than receiving it, I'm just going to tell you how pretty you are or how great you look. So how can you apply this in your own life? How can you apply this? Notice what you do when people give you compliments. Notice what you do when people offer you help. Notice what you do when people say kind words. Notice when somebody holds a door open for you. Just notice these small things. And today and tomorrow and the next day, just pay attention to even when you're your kids or a loved one comes up to you and is trying to like connect with you, see if you are too busy for it or you're too rushed for it. And I think that's like the next tip is just to slow down. I think I think that's one reason why a lot of us have a hard time receiving is we need to slow down a little bit. We need to slow down and open ourselves. And this, I wanted to share one more thing that has really, really been helping me, I think, receive better. And that is to try to listen with more intent. I had someone share this idea with me. What if you listened to everyone as if the next thing they were going to say would change your life? 
when I find myself thinking about what I want to say next or getting distracted or not really connecting with someone, I employ that tactic of, wait, I better listen up because the next thing they're going to say could be the very thing that I need. And when we aren't listening, really what we're doing is we're not being open and we can't receive unless we're being open. So there's, these are just some thoughts. This is what I'm working on in my life. I don't know. I feel so much more connected and in the flow with other people. I'm enjoying friends even more. I'm enjoying conversations anymore. It's really just bringing a lot of happiness and joy into my life. And the goal of this podcast is, is always to help you feel a little more awesome each time you listen. And I know that if you work on opening yourself up to receiving more in your life, you're going to feel more awesome. Even if you're feeling drained, even if you're feeling depressed, even if you're feeling really disconnected, uh, I hope that during this podcast episode, you've been able to open yourself up even to just hearing some of the messages that Eric and I are sharing. It, It doesn't have to be some big scary thing like take what you need from this and let go of the rest for what you can apply in your life right now. I think you're doing a really, really good job. I'm just so excited that there's so many of us who know that when we take care of ourselves and when we think about these bigger concepts, what we're really doing is we're trying to contribute to the world around us better. And we're trying to show up in our homes, in our communities, in our spaces, and hold ourselves accountable to acting with integrity and acting as the highest version of ourselves so that we can get out there and we can enable the change that we need to see in this world. So think of this loneliness epidemic. Think of the people that are surrounding you. Imagine how much good an impact can happen if we were all a little more open to connecting with one another. So like I said, last week we had our uh, pep talk for if you're feeling lazy. You guys, I really poured my heart into that. And so it's really fun that you guys really felt that we got so many good reviews on it. So, Eric, do you have one to share with us? Yeah, this is this is hard to choose. I mean, they're all amazing. This is from Cam Tay. She says, I've been listening for a while, but this week's podcast really took the cake. I might have cried in the shower as I listened to the pep talk on laziness. I'm a school teacher, and this week was my first week of school. I've got a lot going on personally in my life as well, and it, and it has just been draining all my energy. The pep talk really made me realize that it's okay to come home from school and not do my dishes or laundry or even see people. Yes! <laughs> Every time she told me to take deep breaths in, I ended up sobbing. It was awesome to just sit in those emotions. Every week, this podcast has been helping make small pivots of positive change in my life, and I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love that. And I relate so much to that feeling of, and this was in um, a lot of the comments, that feeling of when it was time to take a deep breath, sobs would come out. And that can be such a cathartic, crazy, kind of alarming experience because you're like, where did that come from? (laughs) And that's why I love to do that during the podcast is because uh, so often we're just going, 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 and we haven't even taken a time to breathe, to take a breath. And then we do take a breath and the emotion like escapes out of us and that's good. We don't want to trap it inside of us. That is uh, what leads to long-term suffering. So thank you so much for that review. We are going to send you some goodies from my Party with Allison shop. If you will shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. Thank you again for sharing and tagging The Allison Show on Instagram. 
Actually, September is right around the corner, and in September, awesome attribute in my Awesome On Demand membership is connectedness, and that's another reason I've been thinking about this so much, and I am so excited to dive into that. So if you want a community of like-minded people who want to hold you accountable to um, taking action on these principles, check out Awesome On Demand. You can find that on my site. You guys are doing great. I hope this serves you. I hope you have an awesome week. And I want to remind you that only you can be you. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. What are you taking us out on, sir? Uh, Okay. Well, it's the new track I finished yesterday. Oh, I love it. It's called Sun Soaked. It's going to be in the Golden Hour collection. I mean, we are just filling up this library with so many tracks. It's perfect. It's beautiful. So... If you need music for your videos, any content, we're probably your answer. You're I'm definitely the answer. Use, you can use code AWESOMEWITHERIC for 20% off at Pleasant Pictures Music Club. This is Sun Soaked. Mm-hmm.